0: G'day folks, it's a coach here and this is not a faction focus, it's something a little bit special we're going to kick off and I couldn't be happier to have my first guest on the new series. We are talking Soulblight and the man who needs no introduction, it is the Lord of Lord of Death, the man who encompasses everything that is Nagash, I'm pretty sure he might have taught Nagash necromancy, uh, it is <laughs> Deke, uh, straight out of Grand Alliance Death, how are you today Deke?
1: Yeah, pretty good, mate. Thank you for having me on the show again.
0: No, it's absolute pleasure. You are obviously on the faction-focused Legions of Nick Ash, and we've been talking a little bit lately around some of the Legions of Nick Ash and that book, and potentially one of the most underrated, underappreciated, but one of the most awesome allegiances that are in the mortal realms, and that is Soul Blight. So um, you and I have been talking a lot, and this is going to be a really cool discussion. I'd like to think anyway about the soul blight allegiance you know who are they what are they all about how do i start collecting this and why would i want to move over from one of the grand alliance not grand alliances the legions into um into soul blight like it's like does that sound pretty cool oh yeah definitely
1: <laughs> um sounds, sounds a very cool army yep
0: so like you know let's start you know start the start the book, right? Like I've got my legions of the gash. Uh, It's a book that I've read a lot. You know, I've been reading about my grand host and my legions of night and and blood. And, you know, then I I look at some of the the spells that I can get. And then I quickly go to the back with my, my units and all that stuff. But there's a couple of pages between legion of night and unit selection that people probably miss. And that is soul blight. So who are they, who are the soul blight? Um,
1: Soul Blight are basically the, the vampires of Age of Sigma. Um Much like you'd expect, you know, superhuman strength, speed. Um, they're basically death. They're undead, but, um, you know, they, they can you know, pass as humans. They, they have none of the, the frailties of the lesser undead, um, but they do pay a price. They have to live off um, off blood. They have to drink blood. Um, they're a little bit different to your normal vampires. So garlic is won't affect them. Um, a stake through the heart won't slay them. Um, running water doesn't, doesn't worry them. Even sunlight. Um, it makes them feel a bit uncomfortable, but they can deal with it. Um, just call up a cloud of bats and they're like, yeah, cool. Got my darkness. Don't care. Um, so a little bit different to your normal average vampire. Um, and, and it's not just your standard, um, nosferatu vampire there's many different types of sob like creatures
0: yeah i think that's the kind of really exciting piece is that for me i really like vampires you know i've played the 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 role playing game vampire masquerade you know i uh you and i so you know uh, for people who may have watched this channel i speak about deke a lot Uh, and that's because deke and i started warhammer fantasy battles when we were kids you know we were really (laughs) young I actually got Deke in, so I like to think that I'm the head vampire in in the Warhammer relationship. (laughs) And Deke has infected many, many hobbyists, uh, truly a wonderful painter, a wonderful player, just an overall good sport. Um, But, you know, there's lots of different ways to build the vampire counts or the vampires in general. You've got that old fantasy battles that you and I got familiar with. You got that Elizabethan yeah, like, vampires. You've got um, like I'm trying to think. Uh, the, the names just kind of uh, dropped out of me. Yeah, you know, all the different movie type vampires.
1: You know, well, your yeah, stereotypical sort of ones, yeah. Nosferatu was the
0: name I was thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but, but like, for when I look at the rules and I, I and the limited law that I read, um, it there's, there's this all this space to to explore. You know, I, I think you just said, you know, you're not pigeonholed into one particular vampire. There's a lot of cool different rules, a lot of cool different models, and you can build a vampire army the way that you want to build it because there's a space to create that.
1: Yes very very many opportunities to create your narrative, especially with the Mortal Realms now. Like you can have a Soulblight army themed from a specific realm, um, you can have a bestial sort of vampire army from Gur or um, you can have, yeah, just your, your shadow vampires or just your, you know, the stock standard vampires from Shyish, you yeah, know, that, that sort of thing.
0: Well, you could, even, you could even go into the very traditional vampires that, you know, who are living in shadow in the cities. You know, now that we have Cities of Sigma, you know, you could have a, a Hammerhall, a Tempest Eye-type vampire covered oh, who definitely. are either a cult or maybe they sit outside and, um, you know, there's all these different relationships and, you know, you could pull from that lore and you could pull from those models to, to make oh, it. Yeah,
1: uh, definitely. Well, definitely with Cities of Sigma, like that's something that's still carried over from, from the old world is neferata has definitely got her or well, she does have a, a vampire spies in amongst the different cities um she's still got a spy network she she prides herself on knowing everything knowledge is power that sort of thing being like no. 10 steps ahead of the enemy knowing what they're going to do before they do yeah yeah
0: so, which is awesome right? you know regardless of how you want to build your vampires vampires are cool first and foremost and then however you want to build your vampires, whether it is, you know, based around Neferata, whether it's based around, you know, that more traditional von Karstein with Manfred and pulling together from, from, from some of the older style models, um, there's something for everyone, which I really like.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: So what drew you to them? So why did you start Soul Blight? Why is this, an, uh, you know, an army that you really enjoy and you've taken to tournaments and you know, you've got a really extensive range, and we'll show some of your photos uh, in a minute. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, like you you spend a lot of time painting death and playing with death. So what drew you to Soulblade and why do you love it so much?
1: Um, to answer that, we have to go back a little bit of time. Like, as you said, you got me into fantasy battles, um, and the army I started off was Warhammer Army's Undead, and uh, one of the first heroes I bought for that army was the classic vampire lord on a horse. Uh, I think he was known as the Red Duke. Um, and that's something I sort of went with. And as time went on, they released vampire counts in fantasy battles and always thought how amazing would it be to actually not have to bother taking skeletons and zombies or your lesser. And dead. it'd be great to field a, a pure vampire army. And in particular, my favourite has always been um, the knightly order of, uh, of vampires known as uh, the Blood Dragon back in the day. And um, I think it was the second vampire counts uh, army book that came out. Uh, for fantasy battles actually had a back-of-the-book army um, where you could field an army of of uh vampire or, or a very knightly order themed army for 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 the for vampires mm. um, and then when when Age of Sigma came out um, lo and behold what did they do allowed me to take a pure army of of vampires with a soul blight allegiance now um, originally um they didn't have legions of the gash you just had soul blight and you could feel still an army of soul blight with blood knights as troops if you dream well, i, I remember i remember
0: you and i would play uh, in the early days of major of Sigmar, and you would have 25 35 you know this fleet of just vampires on horses these blood knights and you know this this it was essentially like the the first iteration of like the the tide that deepkin have like you know instead of having all these Morsar eels at you it was just this <laughs> wave of vampires and it was it was it was glorious as as frustrating <laughs> as it was for a free cities player um, it was glorious and kind of what I would expect from a, an army of vampires
1: yeah that's right so um and definitely when when legions of the gas came out and they actually had a uh, an actual allegiance at the back of the book um, I thought that was amazing I could actually you know have a bit of a bit of, bit of fun with my army and get some extra bonus rules with it as well, uh, some little tools to make them a little bit different to other armies. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, basically, though, like, just I love vampires. Um, and the whole idea uh, for me what, what personally was the, the martial prowess, the vampire knight, you know, um, uh, got sentries or eternal life to hone their skills to get better in combat. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, like a dark nobility, you know. Um, so that's basically my my sort of uh, attraction to the army. But uh, all the vampires are cool in general, and I'm talking about vampiric horror, the, the gothic horror of the vampires, not not your sparkling in the sunlight sort of vampires. Um,
0: no, I, yeah, I, ser- I, I, I certainly don't want. Me. I, 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 yeah. I mean, look, if you want to do a Twilight-themed vampire army uh don't at me on twitter but um but yeah like you know you whatever whatever you like like you know i i love queen of the den and obviously interview with the vampire slayer i love you know Lestat and this music and you know, partially because my favorite band is corn and you know they got to do the music and the voices but you know like this bardic you know there's all these all these different ways to build out vampires um, and yeah. however you want to build it or, you know, what type of models you want to bring in, you know, there's just a wonderful space for conversion, for painting. And the playstyle is quite cool as well. Um, something yeah. a little bit old world, but certainly not rank and file. Um, and, and it's very much Age of Sigma orientated.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, so it's a very come- elite armor. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and, and actually, funnily enough, you kind of uh, alluded to what my next question, which is going to be why would you actually want to collect Soul Blight? And the great news is, at least from my side of the fence, is that it's not a brand new army. If I've been collecting legions of Nagash, it's probably I've probably already got half the models. So for yeah, me, it's, right, it's, yeah. it's 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 an easy kind of like pivot a little bit to try something different. But wh- why would I why would I want to play and start collecting and building out a, a Soulblight um, army? In your opinion?
1: Oh, um, as as I was saying, it's a very elite army, uh, very low model count. Uh, it's very fast, very hard-hitting. Uh, they are absolute monsters in combat. Um, they're, they're great in combat. Lots of attacks, lots of damage. They heal. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just a very nice change to, uh, you are not pushing around 40 units of 40 models. Um, so it's a, a very, very fast and fun army to play, I find. Um, everything's pretty rock hard and solid as well so no it's it's a very fun army to play
0: and that's probably how i you know i kind of got burnt out i played legion of night for a a good 9 to 12 months and i kind of got burnt out playing with big blocks of skeletons or chain rafts or um, zombies or you know and I, i got to play with some direwolves as well but yep. the constant mechanic of regeneration with the, um, the gravesites and, you know, having to be holy within eggs and being next to a necromancer and, like, all the buffs, and, like, it got to a point where it was a bit too much for me, having to move around these hordes and then having all the synergies. Um, yep. And obviously, while synergies are across every army, it sounds like Soul Blight isn't tied down to that um, the, the gravesite mechanic, which allows you to do so much more.
1: That's correct. Yeah, you you don't have grave sites in a um in a soulblight army. Um, you actually have very few like summonable, uh, summonable soulblight with the summonable keyword, um, as I like to call them. They're all the they're not the lesser undead. They're all the um the more elite stuff. So um, you've got your, I think the only things that are summonable in that army are actually the fell bats and bat swarms. Um, so you don't really need grave sites, um, in that army at all. Um, and your, your heroes can heal those units anyway, um, with with the vampire, uh, uh, I think it's invocation of, invocation of death rule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: So, So it sounds like you get the best of both worlds, right? You get to be able to heal, but on the flip side, you're not tied down to having to be near your grave sites and... You know, because um, once a death player puts down a grave site near me, I know that their strategy is going to revolve around those four points on the board. Maybe there's three points and they're kind of they're trying to decoy me with one of those. But I know yep. that, you know, what I want to do is I want to try to get on top of those death, uh, those grave sites and block up as much summonable or regeneration as possible. But Soblight's not locked into that. They've got the movement, they've got the durability, they've got the manipulation of the board, and um, they've got some great, great pieces. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, so,
1: as you said, they're quite a fast army as well. Um, they get where they need to be. Um, uh, in, in saying that as well, like some people might see as not having not having grave sites is as a, as a downside, but your heroes have got lots and lots, like, you, sorry, your units have got lots of wounds. Um, they're pretty hard to kill. They heal themselves. Um, and as well, like your blood knights, for example, they've got the a four-up save. Um, if they if the enemy has no render got a three up save and they've got three wounds apiece, so they're pretty nasty. Um, they they should survive a fair bit.
0: Yeah, I mean we know what a vampire, lord, on zombie dragon with an ethereal amulet does. Like that's just like a staple <laughs> of durability. Now imagine all your other characters and also you know some other things like that. It's pretty cool as opposed to just running around with a bunch of skeletons and zombies. So yeah, correct. Um, yeah, that's why I really like it. Um, so if I'm going to go greater Alliance, soul blight. So I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to forfeit night, blood, sacrament, grief, grand host. Uh, it is yep. in my Legions of Nagash book. So it is a, a page there. I think it's page 72. What do I yep. get for my buck? What do I get for swearing allegiance to the soul blight?
1: All right. So what you get by playing a Soulblight allegiance is the, probably the best thing is you get to pick a bloodline. Now, if you used to play fantasy battles and you played vampire counts, this might sound very familiar to you. When you had a vampire, you had to pick a, a bloodline that all your vampires belonged to. Now, this is a throwback to that, bit of a nod at those bloodlines. Um, now, you just pick one for your entire... Every every Cell Blight unit in your army gets the ability uh, or gets a bonus of these, uh, these bloodlines. Um, did you want me to go through some of those? Okay, nice uh, the other welcome. one as well. Well, before we go through them, I'll tell you what else you get for it. You also get the um, the, the deathless save that all death death get as well. It's uh, being within six inches of a of a hero or the general. So I don't um, I don't lose that
0: deathless ability. So I don't get my grave sites but I don't I, I I still get to keep my deathless, which is still a very important part of death armies.
1: Correct. Yeah, it's identical. It's identical to the other legions of Nagash ones. Yeah, it's not wholly right. within. It's just within.
0: Yeah. Okay, so so that that's really cool, especially if you're going to have big lo- big long lines of of um, of blood knights. Uh, being holy within six can be very tough with that, uh, I imagine. So yeah. that's great. So, so I don't have to be holy within just within six, um, and you get this thing called bloodlines. So um, I'll read out the bloodlines. I've got it up here, it might make life easier. But as I read them through, so you got these four different options. Maybe Dick, no. you can give me some advice or at least some high level concepts of you know. What this actually means, and like, what does an army look like from this particular bloodline? Because I remember the old vampire count bloodlines, but then you know, looking through things like uh, Vampire: The Masquerade RPG, looking at the different movies about vampires, they're not all this one cookie cutter vampire. There's all these different types of bloodlines or different types of vampires, and this kind of reflects yeah. it for me. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so there's four four options. One is there is the the dragon warriors. So the Dragon Warriors, you can re-roll hit rolls of one for, to, uh, for models that have the Dragon Bloodline, uh, the Dragon Warrior Bloodline, uh, if they charge in the same turn.
1: Yep. So that's sort of uh, Dragon Warriors. It's sort of like the old Blood Dragon close combat sort of thing. Um, uh, this effective, very effective for like your for your Vargeist and your Blood Knights, uh, just to make them hit a lot harder in combat. Rerolling ones, most of your units will hit on threes, so re-rolling ones on the charge—that's uh, that, that's pretty good. Um, that, that's you'd want to make sure you're charging to get the best use out of that. It only works on the charge, um, but in saying that, it might not be the best sometimes to take that. The, the vampire lord and, and zombie dragon his command ability is just reroll to hit anyway, so you might be better off using that elsewhere or, or picking a different bloodline. But that's not bad. That that's it. Particularly good if you're not going to take a, a vampire lord on a zombie dragon
0: well it keeps you or a, guess, or a
1: coven throne for that as well
0: so i guess for me the benefits to this is that this is a command point that people are spending um to generate those ones and it allows units to act independently away from heroes as well so yeah, um, that's true yeah. i mean that's an option but if there are other options and we'll obviously go, we'll go through the options but the reason i wanted to go through these options is as we look at some of the units and Deke, you know, is being very kind to share with me one of his you know, most successful lists. Um, we can kind of put a bit of context on the units that go, well, you know, if I am going to build one that's based around charging to get that benefit, you know, what are the yep. things that are, are best at that? Um, yep. So the second option that we have is the Lords of Night. Um, and, and that's going to allow you models within the Lords of Night bloodline receive the benefits of the Deathless Thralls, which is our uh, Deathless Minions, our, our six-up uh, additional save. Um, yep, the death or save. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, even if they're not within six inches of the general or another in, uh, another friendly blight hero, so that so everyone's going to always get the six up.
1: Yeah. So this is one of my favorites. So I, I I rate this one quite highly. Um, now, in a blight army, as I said, it's a very elite army. Um, you'll find it's also quite small. Um, now, you're not going to be having a lot of points to spend on lots of characters. Now. This is a great bloodline ability to take if you don't want to have to babysit your units with, with a hero. Um, sometimes it's great to just have your vampire lord and zombie dragon sort of fly off on his own. Um, you, you don't want your army to be so clustered together. Sometimes you want to be able to capture those other points in the board and not have them all hanging out in the same sort of area together. So, yeah, I think it's quite a good one. Yeah, I, I like that ability very much.
0: Yeah, I like the independence that that allows you to have uh, because yes. you know, you know, uh, one of the great memes of Age of Sigmar is shoot the heroes. Um, and if you are able to take out a hero quickly, death armies crumble pretty quickly. So, um, very much. That, yeah. So that allows you to um, to at least mitigate as much damage as possible by by not having to worry about where your heroes are um, for your yeah. six six up deathless save. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yep.
0: The third one is the uh, Necromantic, uh, which adds one cu- one add one to casting and unbind rolls for wizards uh, with the Necromantic Bloodline. In addition, subtract one from the bravery characteristics of enemy units that are within six inches of one of uh, one or more models with the Bloodline. So there's, yeah, there's a double not benefit not there. Bad.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. Um, especially good if you've got a few um, endless spells up your sleeve as well. Um, in particular. Um where this also combos really well is a nice little synergy if you've got units of blood knights, if you've got a fair few units of blood knights in your army, this will combo really well with their banner, so your most enemy units will be at minus two to their bravery. So yeah, pretty good. And when you hit them more often than not, if you're hitting a unit with a with a unit of blood knights, you're gonna be taking a fair few casualties. So that minus two bravery is gonna go a long way.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, obviously, it's very challenging to to get people to um, to battle shock these days. Um, but when, you know, there, there are a bunch of endless spells out there that can also provide you know negative to to end, to bravery. Um, it's probably worth noting that it's only a plus one to the casting and unbinding role, not to the dispelling role. So if you try to dispel an endless spell, um, you don't get a plus there, but you will get a chance to uh, you know. Uh, to, to, to cast or, or, or dispel in that turn
1: yeah yeah 100% yep. being a bit of an older book it doesn't have that
0: benefit. yeah so, so it's not going to impacted it at uh, an endless spell that was cast two or three turns ago um, Correct. and then the, fa- the final one and probably one of my favorite ones is just for me this is this is the um, the soul blight at least in my imagination and that is Swift Death. So add oh, two to yeah. the movement characteristic of all models that have the swift death bloodline. In addition, uh, those models can, uh, can fly. So their movement always counts as fly.
1: So uh, this, that's, that's probably the best bloodline ability for Soulblight, um, in my opinion anyway. Um, I think it's also the most competitive one to field for your army as well. Uh, um, having blood knights being able to fly plus two to their move um that's that's amazing when you can charge over the top of of screens um that's really good the other benefit to that as well is um you take a vampire lord on a steed get the extra two attacks and he can still fly rather than just taking him on foot with wings so yeah uh yeah not bad at all
0: i think it's great i mean like i play tempest eye in in cities of Sigmar, and one of the greatest benefits that gives me is plus three movement in the first turn you get plus two movement every turn so that's essentially a free, a free chronomatic cogs, or you could double that up with with a chronomatic cogs. to like get plus four movement and fly, um, and then that you start the thinking. <laughs> of, but then you start thinking of the other synergies that can kind of come in, and it makes it a really tasty option. And I think as you start thinking about, you know, the, the re-rolling ones to hit, whether it's a six-up deathless save, uh, anywhere on the board, whether it's going to be, you know, there's a whole bunch of things here that you go, right, oh, I really like the idea of this rule. How do I build around it? Or how do I get the most out of the charge, the, the high movement? Um, yeah, Which I think is really cool at least.
1: yeah, no, It's already a fast army It makes it faster again. That's um, no, a great one. I'll, I'll go into that one a bit more later on. Uh, as yeah. well when uh, they talk about like army lists and
0: stuff i think yeah the list yeah. that you've sent me um is an example of this but again you know you put yeah. your own flavor on it and i think that's got variety as well while it is a smaller part of the book there is still some tasty variety for soul blight
1: 100 you know
0: don't net list make your
1: own list you know come up with your own own design but uh um yeah i'm hoping hoping that list will provide a bit inspiration for people who may be finding the allegiance a bit challenging or maybe want to start it. But we'll, I guess we can talk about that a bit more later.
0: And it might be worth calling out before I uh, show off some of Dick's amazing models that, uh, and talk through <laughs> some of the units that are okay. sitting in Soulblight. Um, you do get some unique command traits as well. So you've got some artifacts that are available to you. You've got some command traits that are specific to the Soulblight um, uh, allegiance as well. So you're not missing out there. Um, you know, You're still getting some good stuff.
1: Yeah, there's some really good ones in there too. Um, um, in particular, one of, the, one of the command traits that you can take is Mist Form. Um, that, that's probably one of the best ones. You can give it to your general and he can actually retreat and still charge. Um, that's yeah, that's pissed, that's pissed me off.
0: Dick and I <laughs> played a few times and that's pissed me off. So, Mist Form, if the general retreats, uh, they move as if they can fly uh and they can still charge in the same turn so if they retreat they can still charge so i know uh gloom spike kits have something like that called like fight another day so you like you're in combat and then you kind of bounce out this is like the opposite yep. you retreat and then you kind of go in somewhere else so um yep.
1: very and useful like, especially for a zombie vampire lord and zombie dragon <laughs>
0: you know you're chipping at it you know you're like i want to get it i want to get it down and then the minute it starts getting wounded it's like boy. yeah yeah your plus two movement as well, and like, ah. Oh. But there's some pretty cool stuff, you know, adding plus adding plus one to the attack characteristic, um, you know, wound rolls of six plus from the general, inflict a mortal wound in addition. Uh, at the start of the combat phase, pick one enemy, enemy hero within, within three uh, until the end of that phase, attract one, uh, one from the hit roll. So uh, again, there's a whole bunch of other stuff in there as well. So there's some pretty cool artifacts, some pretty cool command traits as well that you can pick to yeah. make your general more flavorful. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. So um, create, create your own vampire. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it does. It does feel like that a little bit. Hey, like, you know, choose your own yeah. vampire, make it up the way you want to make it up. Um, and you, you were really kind to share some examples of some of your hobby. Uh, in fact, I just skipped to the very <laughs> end. Uh, let's go to the top. Let's actually talk about, um, building out of force. So talk to me a little bit about your army, talk to me about a little bit about, um, the lead. So it's sort of the soul blind army. So right. what, what's what's well, to my well, left? Where do I start?
1: All right, well let's talk about the units that you've got on the screen there. So um, probably the first one we've got there is actually Prince Baudry. Um Yeah, he's actually uh, in in your bit of a, your narrative and background of of the Soul bite, He's he's actually one of the most uh, skilled and powerful of the Blood Knights. Um, uh, now during during the time of chaos uh, when Archeon and Nagash had their, their big battle and, unfortunately, Nagash uh, was defeated in that one. Um, Vaudrey actually tried to leave Nagash for dead, tried to actually throw his remains to the Chaos Gods through a corrupted realm gate. And um, he failed in that. The other Mortarks managed to retrieve Nagash and spirit him away to safety in one of the underworlds. So, but when when Nagash was re Re- I guess, reformed, healed, whatever, resurrected. We'll go with that. You always, said,
0: re- you that. always um, said reforged.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I avoided that one.
0: <laughs> I know as you tried.
1: Um, so basically, Nagash, Nagash punished Vaudrey. Um, he uh, still wanted to make use of his, you know, his special skills of slaughtering slaughtering many enemies. Um, but he bound him basically to his crimson Keep. um and it's it's a little bit interesting. And this, this this crimson keep will actually um, appear wherever death magic uh, blows at its strongest. Um, and he and his uh, blood knight retinue will ride forth. They basically have a single day to ride forth to leave the keep, leave the keep, and uh, kill and maim and and drink their fill before they have to return. Um, and then the, the keep disappears again. Uh, this is a little bit interesting. Uh, it's it's a pretty pretty cool bit of lore. Um, interesting. Uh, I might as well point out his dragon as well. Um, his dragon is a shorter man. Uh It's a little bit more powerful than you, than your normal normal zombie dragon as well. So he's got a little bit of an attachment to that dragon. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's a pretty cool character. He he was he's brand new for Age of Sigmar as well. He wasn't around in the Fancy Battles days. So uh, so it's cool to see something come out for Soulblight that's unique for Age of Sigma. And um, it's probably
0: worth calling out as well that Prince of Audry is from the same kit that your vampire lord on Zombie Dragon's from, uh, which is a start collecting model, or you can buy it independently. Uh, it's an alternative sculpt, so you essentially change over the head and the weapon um, to create Prince of Audry. So um, I think it's yeah, great, right. great versatility for a range that you might want to buy two start collecting boxes.
1: Yeah, that's right. And the parts that I've used to make mine there, I did a bit of a cheeky reposition of the zombie dragon. Um, I've used a knight of shroud sword, used some spare parts from a leftover Manfred model uh, from the Mortar kit. Um, so you can you can sort of, because he's a named character, you can convert him up a bit or spend a bit more time just making him look a little bit different to make him stand out. Uh, yes. but very easy to do So with just that same kit.
0: I imagine Death players are going to recognise the the two people to the right. Um, they might recognise <laughs> them. Well, they might recognise one of them. You know, at least one of them people like to ignore for some reason. They they hate him because he brought on the the end times, um, or destroyed the old world. Uh, but what what do what we got? Well, who who are these next two people next?
1: All right, in the middle there we've got Neferata, um the Mortarch the Queen of Blood, the Mortar of Blood. Um, uh, she's, she's a very important character to Soulblight because, uh, she was actually the first vampire. Um, yeah, you can't talk about Soulblight without talking about, um, the old world as well. Um, basically she had the help of Arkan um, to try and, uh, recreate Naga- Nagash's elixir of eternal life. And that's what made Nagash what he was, a true immortal. Uh. Although when they when they attempted to make it, they botched it up, they, you know, made some errors. Um, and instead what what they got what Neferada turned into um, was the very first vampire. Um, and she actually gave gave that gift on to her favoured retainers, to her generals and other nobles in her court. Um, but basically all the other bloodlines, they all sort of stem from her in some way or another. Um, so, yeah, she's she's a very old character, and it's great to see her still around in, in Age of um, uh Funny enough, she she rules a part of Shai'ish, one of the underworlds in the cities called New Lamia, uh, named after the, the original city of vampires, Lamia, in, in the old world, in, in ne- 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 Kara. Um Yeah, it's a bit of... A cool lore that you can um, read up on her. She's got a fair few novels that have been released. Yeah. She's got two Neferata books from Black Library. Um, and in those, actually, it's got a you know, we were talking about how you can make up your own soul blight army I mean, Well, One of the ideas that you could do is go off a bit of a, a bit of inspiration from those, where she's actually got a female knightly order of, of blood knights. Um, and they were all the, the orphan daughters from a city that was destroyed by the forces of chaos, um, and they're led by a, a castellan called Adhima. Uh, she also shows up in one of the books called um, uh, Spirit of Shadows* as well. Uh, so she's a pretty cool character. Uh, but yeah, you could you could you know create your own all female uh, army of of uh, vampires or soulbite under her. Um, that's actually something that you used to see a lot of back in the day. Uh, although these days, Neferatu is not so sexist. You will actually have male vampires fight, fighting for her. Um, whatever, whatever, um, whatever floats
0: your boat. boat. Whatever floats your boat. That's right. Uh.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, you're not sort of restricted now. So you can have a bit of a mix of different types of vampires fighting under her, but you can still stick to that, that old theme if you want to, but yeah, um, uh, she's, she's very cool. Uh, and the then, then what, about the gentleman, right.
0: what about the gentleman on the right? Probably the the best Mortark that Nagash has ever or will ever appoint. It is...
1: Uh, Anford Von Karstein. Uh, now, um, he's a bit of an infamous fellow. Um, he, as, as you mentioned before, he's actually responsible for uh, bringing about the the end times that destroyed the world that was um he was manipulated by the chaos gods and manipulated using his own selfishness to do that um but you know we've got him to thank for age of sigma now which is wonderful
0: um, <laughs> thanks thanks manfred um, thank you manfred that's right. much mu- much love to you manfred
1: he's basically one of these characters that you uh you could only trust him as far as you could throw him um, he's is very treacherous, always looking out for himself. Um, but uh, unfortunately, um, he's very much under the thumb of the gas. As much as he hates it, um, or all like vampires, um, as much as they like to think that they've they've got free will. Uh, at the, end of the day, they all answered the gas, and they know that they can get stuffed out like a candle uh, if he so will. So um, they're all very careful to make sure their own little skins and and little. Plots uh, that they come up with don't you know, don't outstretch too far uh, or overstep themselves um, in regards. What, what, uh, sorry.
0: One of my favorite parts. So I I used to play Legion of Night, so which is the Manfred um, Legion, and one of my favorite things I used, I always ran Manfred. I always ran Manfred, and yep. one of the things that I really love about Manfred is that he plays his war scroll plays like he's, he is in the story. He's not a tank. He's not a tank. He's not going to run into the middle of the battlefield and, you know, be a heroic vampire lord on Zombie Dragon. He is a very cunning, very manipulative. He is somebody that will attack at the strategic weak point and he'll bide his time until he makes that strike. And his war scroll rewards you to play that way, um, which is what I really enjoy um, from Manfred, as much as people boo Manfred and uh, do not like him.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's, he def- very much plays that way. Um, he's pretty much the jack the, the of all trades, uh, Mortark Really, um, yeah. he's a good at a bit of everything. But you know, he doesn't specialise in any one area. But uh, yeah, he's a great fighter. He's, he's a great spell caster. Um, uh, he, he's very very reliable. Um, he himself, he's best probably used in a very aggressive sort of Soblight army. Maybe lots of um lots of firebust in particular, he, he works really well with them.
0: Uh, yeah, I always partnered with a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon because yeah. that, that, that still allows me to have the big anvil um, and it yeah. allows me to then manipulate the board with Manfred and uh, play around elsewhere.
1: That's right. Play your strengths, overwhelming force. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you're exactly right.
0: Uh, next up, we've yeah. got what do we have here? We've got what what appears to be Vor dry, but I, I imagine this is not Vor dry. Um, well, what
1: what you've got on the screen here yeah, is actually um, three three different types of builds for Vampire Lords in your army. So on the far left, you've got your your Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. Um he's probably something that you'll see in most most White armies, uh, if not most most Legends the Gash armies. Um, he's just a killing machine. Uh, the zombie dragon makes him a little bit more durable, a bit more killy. Um, in the middle there, uh, you've, you've got one of my conversions, um, but he, that represents the vampire lord and a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and then you've got in the far, uh, far right is a vampire a vampire with, with wings, like flying horror um and this goes to show like you know you can have a bit of variety of vampire heroes in the army as well with the the previous three and the three that you've got on the screen now
0: i know with the with the person that you know the um the flying lady vampire there that is the old isabella von karstein sculpt from fantasy battles um what i had done was um i, I didn't want wings on my flying vampire i didn't want my vampire on a horse either so what I had yeah. done is I'd actually cut up about one third of a flying stand, and I, I try to make it levitate, um, oh, yeah. because to me because to me vampires don't fly because of wings they 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 fly with with you know um, telepathy and they fly with you know that type of psychotic uh, psychotic um, psionic powers so for me I wanted yeah. that kind of levitation type vampire which is again another way that you can build the army that is in your mind as opposed to what's being dictated to you. Well,
1: yeah, and no one's ever said anything right. like,
0: yeah. no one's ever said to me, he's not flying, he's got, I've got no wings, I'll, I've got a story. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, people are pretty right. good about this. That's right. Now, it's the whole
1: supernatural flight thing. How many movies and books have you read where they, they can just fly on their own accord but they don't need wings necessarily? The other one is, um, another one I would like to use as a vampire with, with flight is um, Old Conrad von Karstein model with the two swords above his head. He's got bats all around him. I like to think that he bursts into a cloud of bats and reforms. You know, so there's you know, a, few, a few ideas that you can do if you don't have a, a vampire with a big pair of wings stuck on him. Uh, I've got a few different models to represent that, but uh um, those those wings in particular I used for that um, conversion are the wings from the daughter's cane. Uh, yeah. I thought they were perfect for that the right size. Um, Stop off her, instead of gluing her arms on, just, just put the wings in the same place and away you go.
0: I love it. No, it's great. No, I, I really like it. And, again, it just shows you um, how much creativity is in your mind of a vampire. Um, I've still got some of the older kits, like the old Lamyan kit, where um, there used to be a Lamyan vampire on foot, and there want to be on a steed, and she's got, like, a little cat with her. So, uh, actually, Hello. you gave her to me, Deke. You, you actually gave her to me, but... Um, there are a lot of cool models that you can tap into to reflect your style of soul um, Which brings us to probably the best unit in this army, which is. Uh, the
1: Blood Knights, yeah. Uh, well, I know they're the best, but they're definitely my
0: favorite. <laughs> they're my favorite too, so that must make it the best.
1: Totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Blood Knights uh, are yeah, probably your best rank and file unit for a, for a soul army now. Normally, you you see them as your elite shock infantry uh, shock covering of the gas, but in a solar army, uh, these guys as well as some are your battle line. And uh, now where Blood Knights um, are quite good is they've unlike most undead, they've actually got a pretty good armor save. Uh, you know, they've got a four up four up save base. If the enemy enemy has no no at all, they up with a three up save. they Bucket load of attacks, lots of damage uh, on the charge. Um, but narrative-wise, you know they're they're the they're, they're the vampire retainers of your vampire lords. They're your, they're the vampire household knights. Um, Is in a bit of the lore they'll roam roam the mortal realms on like a basically like a dark quest, honing their martial prowess over the over the centuries. Uh, trying to seek that sort of that martial perfection. Uh, one of the one of the stories that I think is quite cool in the Legends in the Gash book is uh, uh a unit of knights will, or of blood knights might ride into a, a village that's being beset by some monster or beastman or whatever. You know, and you have know, got that dark nobility to they they'll agree to rid the village or the of the threat. slay the beast or you know the monster or whatever. But then when it comes to payment, um, they'll want the blood of maybe a few innocent villagers as 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 payment to, to quench their thirst sort of thing. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, so it's like, cool.
0: After a hard day of work, you know, people like to drink like a beer. Uh, this is like yeah. essentially their beer. It's like, cool, I want to drink that's your right. blood. I want to drink oh, your blood. Right. Well, the,
1: the questing knights or the noble knights would normally come back. You'd throw them a big feast, wouldn't you? Well, you
0: might throw them a few beers instead. The Blood Feast. Yeah, that's right. Next thing is, uh, well, and, and by the way, um, uh, a lot of these models are uh, very close to the stock models that Games Workshop produced, but Deke uh, has gone on and uh, converted and pulled together from different kits. And uh, I, th- I think I, I, it's lovely that, you know, you can bring your own flavor, uh, and this is just one of the many, many ways that you can demonstrate your army. Um so what that's, what do we got? That's here? That's right. Um, There's a
1: lot of those, a lot of those units. You know, just it's always good just to add your own little touch to it. You know, make it look a little bit different to everyone else's. But uh, on the screen there, what we've got in the center is actually a Bloodseeker palanquin, and on the left and the right, it's the same model. It's it's a, 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 co- a Covenant throne. Um, now they may, they look very similar to each other. Um, now. Basically, narrative-wise, the, the the middle one there, the the bloodseeker Palanquin. It's the vampire riding in that is, is a, a sanguinarch. She basically she's all about the the finest vintage of blood. Uh, so she's always out in on the battlefield in the in the most bloodiest areas, trying to collect as much blood as possible. And she's sampling all the different uh, vintages of blood that are spilt on the battlefield in a in a goblet. Um, and she basically uh, drives the rest of the soul blight nearby into a bit of a, in a, bit of a blood frenzy. Um, the, the Coven Throne itself, um, you know, as, as we're talking about, as many different types of vampires. Uh, the Coven Throne, um, it basically has a, a vampire a noble lady or a queen who, you know, she's not going to slog it through the mud on foot or ride a stinking, rotting beast, Yuck. instead, what she does she has actually has her own throne um lifted aloft by a by like a bunch of spirits and ghosts uh and on her throne she's got two handmaidens that will help her scry the future in in like a big big bowl of blood um so they're they're very 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 cool looking models in that regard and and the story sort of matches what they look like as well they're they're very cool um on the battlefield, um, they're, they're pretty pretty great to use as well, especially the Coven Throne. Uh, it can muck up your enemy uh, with a special uh, uh, command ability that she's got, Beguile. Um, basically she bewitches them and they, they're unable to strike against her and she can just hack away at them at will. Um,
0: yeah, I love it. So, I love it. Yeah. They're very cool. And I saw that you put on a uh, a regular vampire from the just a re- vampire on foot. And I saw you put her on top of the um, the palanquin as well. So, or maybe it was the Coven throne. So uh, again, uh, that bash, was
1: the, the Yeah, Bloodseeker palanquin. That one. And that was actually the older uh, or the, the same Isabella model that we are talking about before with the wings. Um, with the
0: wings. Yeah.
1: She, yeah, she's got a goblet in the hands. I thought it was ideal. She's just taken a scoop of blood from her big big bowl of uh of uh her vintage that's sitting on the on the on the throne there so i thought it was you know very appropriate of
0: <laughs> well, some of my favorites uh because some of these are very older style style sculpts um i i have my alternatives on the bat swarms that i really like but uh yeah. what what are the difference here between these two bats
1: uh, so what you're looking at there you got fell bats and you got bat swarms um uh they're some of the other units that you'll find in a soul blight army are fellbacks um, And, and uh, sorry fellbacks and bat swarms as I mentioned before they're they're two of your only Summonable units that you've actually got in your army in, in a soul blight allegiance anyway um, So they're able to be healed healed by your heroes nearby um, Now bat swarms they can be very useful in in your army um, They're very fast Uh, so if you, especially if you use them with the swift death bloodline ability, they would get even faster. They would get across the board very quickly. They've actually got a a 12 inch bubble that, um, that stops, uh, or makes it harder for the enemy to hit you. Minus one to hit the enemy. Yeah, minus one to the shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, makes it very hard for them to hit you in
0: the shooting phase. Um, so they're very useful. Five five wounds a piece, right? Like a base has five wounds? Yep. Five wounds a piece. Um, five,
1: yeah, five attacks each. And a hit on fires, wound on fires. They're not, not the, the best fighters, but what's cool about them is maybe you've inflicted four wounds on a bat swarm. As soon as they inflict a single wound on an enemy, the base heals right back up to full strength. So very, very hard to get rid of. And, you know, they're 80 points for two bases for 10 wounds. That's not bad. It's pretty cool.
0: Good for holding um, home objectives. Good for annoying your opponent or, or baiting them. Um, uh, I, I, know, I know with my Bat Swarms, I went out and got the Lord of the Rings Bat Swarm, which I thought was really cool. Uh, I know you've gone out and bashed this from uh, a particular Lord of the Rings model. Was it Lord of the Rings?
1: Uh, no, these ones are a different company. These are the the, the Bones, Ralph Arthur, uh Bat Swarm. Uh, I do have those ones that you were talking about. Um, I just moved recently and couldn't find them. Um, That's all right. Yeah, no, I've got a... Bit of variety It's always good to have some different models. But uh um, and then you got the, the fell bats the, um, the themselves as well. Um so they're they're very cool as well. They're they're a lot of people will put these guys down, but I think they're very underrated. Um they're as again they're super fast. Uh you put them in there again with um with a swift death bloodline ability, I think they become movement fourteen, so super fast then. Um you got three wounds apiece. Um, what's really cool about them as well is, is as soon as they inflict a wound on an enemy model, actually not necessarily them, as long as an enemy model is, is slain within six inches of them, the unit doubles their attacks for the rest of the game. So wow. each wall ends up with six, six attacks each, fours and fours. Um, they're a nice, fast little screen for a soulblight army without having to ally in anything. Um, mm. You'd be taking these guys mainly for their speed. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've had the, had a few games with these guys and uh, they just got where they need to be and it's great for overwhelming just the smaller infantry units or maybe attacking a lone character. But as I said, they're, they're really particularly good as a screen for your Soul life.
0: The final page we've got is?
1: Um, well, we've spoken, we've got a, got a fell back, and uh, just one of the Castellans, the Blood Knight champions in the middle there. Um, but one thing we haven't spoken about yet is, um, the Vargeist. Now, the Mm -hmm. Vargeist, uh, that's on the far right. Um, they're actually your other battle line unit for, for this allegiance. Um, I quite rate these guys. They're, they're very reliable. We're Blood Knights. You know, they've got a good armor save, uh, a fair few attacks, but unless they're charging, they're only going to be doing one damage each. On the charge, Blood Knight's really good. They do D3 damage on the charge, but um, if they're charged or any Combat rounds after that, only doing one damage. Where Vargeist, They've got three attacks, uh, three attacks each, um, hitting on threes, winning on threes, always doing two damage a pop. So they're great at absolutely ripping through infantry horde units. Um, so they're more consistent. Like
0: you're not relying on the charge to get the damage that's out. That's
1: right. Yeah, you can just get them into combat and leave them, and let like you know, and just let them. Go to town on on the rank of file. Um, you probably want to run a bigger unit, maybe a six of these uh, And where they're really good is every time you slay an enemy model uh, You get to roll another dice on a six to get an extra attack again, and that could do another two damage and yeah They're, they're very nasty great for clearing out hordes uh, They're also very fast. They're very durable Four wounds a pop. So they're very very tough um, Narrative wise you got some cool cool lore and background um a, a vargeist is is created when a vampire is, is denied blood for too long. The the inner beast, the bestial sort of hunger inside of them takes over, and uh, they basically um, they basically transform to this like bat monster. Um, mm. Any sort of semblance at sort of at, at sort of humanity is gone and stripped away, and you're just left with with the beast inside. Um, What's cool is in the Realm of Beasts and gur, there's actually a, a dynasty of soul blight that actually uh, worship the vargeist. They think it, it's actually a, a higher self of vampire. They, they will ascend to becoming a vargeist. And uh, what they'll do, they'll ritualistically um, deny themselves blood. They'll chain up, chain up the individuals, deny them blood, and eventually when they're strong enough and they've changed, transformed enough, they'll burst free fall into the pool of blood and emerge as one of these Vargas. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And, again, as we are saying before, a bit of opportunity to, to sort of convert your or, or theme one of your Soulblight armies from a particular realm, like a Realm of Beast. You could go with that theme and have a very bestial-looking vampire army.
0: Yeah, and I can see that you've gone with, like, a charcoal colour as opposed to maybe a more skin colour or maybe... You know, we probably see more alternative colours in the Flesh Eater Courts with uh their type of vargeist, which we know as the uh, the Crypt Flayer. But, uh, again, you know, bring out your own story, bring out your narrative, you know, uh, bring out your realm as well. Like what does a vargeist or any of these armies look like? You know, you mentioned um, the Realm of Light and, you know, how they're, it's they're uncomfortable but, you know, not necessarily get burnt like the traditional vampires. You know, what does that look yeah. like and, and how do they... How do they counteract that? Maybe it is with darker skin. Uh, maybe it is with, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You you tell me your narrative, and I think that's the okay. exciting piece. Yeah. Cool, cool. Anything else you want to add to to this? I think, you know, from, from my side of the fence, uh, these are very lovely models. I love what you've done with the stock, uh, the stock uh, uh, models that you get from Games Workshop, and then you've really built upon it. And, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to if you don't want to. You can keep to the box art. But there's so much conversion opportunity, as well as it'll just look great because not a lot of people are running Soulblight. Uh, your army will really stand out.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, another one of the reasons why maybe actually fielding a Soulblight army is it's one of those armies you don't see very often. So um, if you want to dare to be different and you know field a cool army that sort of uh, you know that not many other people really see, well, that's your chance to do it with a with that with that army with that allegiance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's great. I think you know, I've been very supportive and very positive of it uh, because it's something different. And, you know, a lot of deaf players, you know, uh, move from Legions of Nagash over to, um, into uh, to OBR, uh, which is a little bit of the same same, but, you know, a little bit different. Uh, this is keeping within Legions of Nagash and is very different. Um, and I know you and I have talked a lot extensively in leading up to this episode where we've talked about ways that you can really make your army and, you know, using some of the other kits that are sitting outside of Legions in the Gash to make your own. Um, I think for me that's the exciting part is that, you know, you really can make your own if you put in the time. Like, don't just go buy uh, some models off eBay and try to tell me they're vampires. Um, you know, there's an opportunity to keep bash, convert and and, and really build upon a story.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, um, we are just talking about Blood Knights as before and, like, one of the best ways, like, if you if you don't want to buy the stock models of, of Blood Knights, which, in, in my opinion, they're actually fantastic models. They're great. Um, but uh, for the pretty much the same price, so you could buy a, a start collecting Slaves to Darkness box, the, the newest uh, start collecting box for Slaves to Darkness, and uh, you could actually uh, convert up those five plastic Chaos Knights in there, um, file away or clip away some of those um, Chaos symbols um, if you've bought vampire lord and zombie dragon you can actually use some of your spare parts left over from that to help convert them up there's actually um games workshop through their web terminal or online they actually sell uh, a death upgrade uh, pack which is a whole bunch of very soul blight looking shields uh and you've got a soul blight looking banner there as well with uh, your your vampiric iconography um i think that, that would be a I great think way to convert them up
0: the Slaves to Darkness is a really good call out because this the the biggest barrier to entry from what I've seen is that the Soul Blight Blood Knights are fine cast. they're metal. Um you probably they know used better. To be metal. Like,
1: they're now yeah, they used to be metal, they're now a um resin a resin kit,
0: but or they're it's expensive. But like yeah, being resin is re- being resin is fine. Like I have a lot of forge world resin, I have a lot of resin. I've never really had a problem with resin. It was the cost that kept people away. And yep. these new Chaos Knights are freaking awesome. And the fact that you can convert them up, um, I know I've seen some people um, who, who have been looking for different, like, various heads. Um, things like the Tree Revs from Sylvaneth have a very kind of no, they're, vampiric. They're great. Vampiric, yep. They're very pyrrhic head. Um, I know I've gone out and gotten some of the Deepkin heads as well. Some of them have, again, that very pointy-eared, bald head, uh, that kind of vampiric kind of style and, again, go well yep. with the 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 pale tones. Um Hey, maybe
1: your army used to be maybe your your vampire lord and your blood knights used to be uh chaos worshippers and they've been turned into vampires themselves. So they might have like some of their armour still hinting at their original origins, but you know, they now pay a fealty to, to Nagash as opposed to any sort of Chaos God. So
0: yeah, I love it I love it there's absolutely no reason why they couldn't you know you could probably go grab some like Demigriff shields if they were if your narrative was a part of the free cities or uh, it's a lot of opportunity to, to make your own story um, yep. speaking of, of making your own and I wanted to bring this up was um, you were very kind to to build a list for me you know because I, I I said to you how do you build a soul bite list how do I put this all together and obviously um there's there's four different bloodlines that I can tap into and I can build around certain things. But you know, like what's a what's a good starting point? And um you have run this quite often, you've done quite quite well at um, at Sydney GT. I know you ran Soul Blight there, you've run things at Moab, uh, you've run uh you've run Soul at various different like little one day tournaments, you know, you've you've put the hard yards in with soul So I wanted to know what's the framework that you're putting your army in? And then maybe what, is there any variances or, you know, things to consider and um, maybe we'll go through your list, if that's all right with you.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Like, um, when we tackle this list, I, I basically wanted to explain, like I did it in two parts. Um, I, I want to it, talk to you about it based on how it will perform on a battlefield, but also, like, how one might also start collecting uh, a like army as well, How? where to start with your models. Now, yeah, this is a 2,000 point list that I've put forward to you um, That I this is very much something very similar to what I would even take to Like a competitive event or or just on a normal tabletop uh, you know, like a normal game um, but Basically, I started this off by building up a first 1,000 points. So if you're a beginner Focus on a smaller point limit aim for a thousand points. Now the best way to do this is um, grab yourself flesh uh, fleshy decor court start collecting box um, because this kit also makes um, a Vampire Lord and zombie dragon or vaudre on his zombie dragon uh, and you can also create three uh, vargeist out of it as well mm. um, You're going to have leftover uh, Leftover ghouls you can use them for conversions, whatever Maybe a future army project, but it's still it's still cheaper for you to pick up this start collecting and buying both those models separately. So,
0: if you did the maths, who
1: cares? You know, if yeah. you did the
0: maths, it was probably free goals. If you went and bought a, if you went and bought the um, the Vargeist and the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon independently. It probably comes to a very similar price tag. So you're you're basically buying two get one free. So it's probably no reason why you wouldn't go out and buy this start collecting box. It is great value for money. And who knows? Maybe you want to start fleshing the courts down the track with a with, you know and, and have a start with a bunch of ghouls.
1: Yeah, like even under like what I talk about with Australian prices, like you are actually paying fifteen dollars less for both those models, and you get a unit of ghouls out of it. So there you go. You're saving yeah, money by winning by taking more models. Yeah. No, it's great. Worst case scenario, um, put
0: a, so, use it for kit bashing on the on the bases, like
1: whatever. That's right. Oh yeah. That's it. Some of those heads you could even get away using them for other
0: vampire heads and stuff. So um So we've started off with the with the allegiance of Soul Blight and we've chosen yep. the Mortal Realms of Shayish with the Blood yep. of Swift Death, which is our plus two to movement.
1: Correct. Yep. So you we've we've got our zombie dragon, we've got we've got three Vargeist. Now for your first first thousand points, um, I'd add on to that with by by adding uh, another three vargeist and a unit of Blood Knights, and uh, that would that will give you your, close to your first thousand points. And then expanding on that, um, we can sort of go through the list a bit more now. Yeah, let's go um, through the, the list. Vampire, yeah, through. Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. Now, what I've given him, you just read out the, the bloodline ability, uh, Swift Death, so that allows him plus two the, the the move army wide,
0: and fl- and, and, they, um, and everyone
1: flies. Everyone flies, yep. So that's including your, your blood knights and stuff as well. So Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, um, he's the general. His uh, command trait is Mistform. That's the one that allows him to retreat and charge. Now, the, to get the, the the best use out of this as well, give him the, the lance. Um, that way he actually gets the, the extra damage on the charge as well. Um, so you're most likely to get m- more charges out of it, more damage out of this command ability as well. Um, at the top there, you'll see that I've actually listed my army as originating from Shai'ish, um, the Realm of Death. And what that does is it gives gives me access to the Ethereal Amulet, which is one of the Shai'ish artifacts from the Malign Sorcery book.
0: It's actually yeah. according according to all the data and the shows that I've been doing, it's actually the second most chosen artifact in the entire game outside of God Godbone God armor. So uh, it is a very popular artifact, not just for Death, but also for um, your your Stonehorns, your Frost Lord Stonehorns, your uh, Mega Boss or More Crusher. But the reason why it's really popular, Deke, is
1: it gives you uh, for for your Vampire Lord and. On um, zombie dragon, in particular three up save that ignores any sort of modifiers whatsoever. So, so you t- always, sorry, no. As I say, to, re-
0: to rewind it back, you're going to have a three up armor save that can't yep. be rendered. Then yep. you have a six up armor armor save uh, with that that deathless, or uh, as you guys have called it, uh, you've called it the deathless thrall. Deathless thralls. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So straight up, you've got uh, you know you've got a really good re- regular bunch of saves. And then you've got something else that goes with that Death Lance and Shield that a lot of people forget. And when I was learning to play Death, I kept forgetting about this until I got a token, and that is the Chalice.
1: Yep, the Chalice. So your Vampire Lords and your Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. uh, One use only in your hero phase. You can take a drink from your Chalice and it actually heals D6 uh, wounds that you've suffered previously in the game. Uh, as I said, it's one use only, but it's a, a cheeky way to heal back some wounds very quickly. It's also worth noting as well that the Vampire Lord has also got a special ability called the Hunger. So if he if he uh, slays a model in combat, he automatically heals a wound in the hero phase as well. Uh, sorry, at the end of that combat phase. So, and it's probably worth
0: noting as well is that the soul blood in general gets the access to the spell lore the Law of the Vampires. So being vampires, you get access to the, the Law of the Vampires, and I can see you've taken uh, the Pinions, which is a very popular spell with the Vampire Lords on Zombie Dragons for a particular reason.
1: Yeah, it actually adds plus 5 to your move, and if you're lucky enough to um, roll a natural 9+, plus, um, it doubles that, so it gives you plus 10 to your move. Now, where this synergizes really well with this character in particular, is you've got missed form where you can retreat and charge. So this this also goes well with swift death as well, plus two to your move. So you can actually get quite a large a large range of movement from this to to actually get away from that combat and reposition yourself on the battlefield. Mm. Um, so yeah, very, very useful. Very useful to get because Agent Sigma as a game, it's all about movement, getting where you need to be positioning yourself in the best spot, ready to to do the most damage uh, and that's why I've gone for that spell in particular for him
0: next up you've got neferata which is the Mortarch of blood
1: yes so she's been chosen um, to, to run with this list um, she she basically has is the only or she and Manfred actually are your only two options to get the the law of death Mages in your army now Neferado and, and Manfred, they're actually Mortarks, they're the Gash's generals, and that, that, they've got the Death Lord keyword. And mm-hmm. uh, in your spell laws, it actually says that Death Lords can freely pick either Law of Vampires or uh, Law of the Death Mages. So with her, um, I would usually take in this sort of army list, uh, Fading Vigor, where it actually uh, removes uh, from memory it removes an attack from the enemy. And actually uh, reduces their charge range as well. To
0: one, one dice, is it? It's a one,
1: di- one one dice charge. One dice, yeah, yeah. yeah. So very useful, especially mm. in a, in a soulblight army. If you've got lots of blood knights, you are the one that wants to be doing the charging. You don't want to be charged. So yeah, very useful in that particular area.
0: And uh, Navarada's command ability is friggin' incredible.
1: She's she's great all round for soulblight because uh her her command ability is uh, a, a minus one to hit bubble of fifteen inches. Uh, it's actually one of the few command abilities that you can actually use multiple times So if you've got two command points or three command points you can spend those and make it a minus three to hit bubble around her um, So very great uh, very good for keeping your stuff alive um, As I said, your army is very elite. So it's also very small. You do have lots of wounds, but Anything that you can use to help them stay alive um, Is very useful in particular. You've got armies like carriage on overlords lots of shooting um, so those minuses to hit are going to come very hand, in handy. And while we're talking about Caradrons, actually, a reason why um, why Swift Death is also a good good one to take as well is the, the Caradron Overlords, for a lot of their, their vessels, they actually have a disengage rule where they can leave combat, go high, drop down again anywhere on the board and still shoot, um, giving... Blood Knights and everything in your army, the fly special rule means that they can't shoot after they disengage. That's going to be very important for keeping your, your army alive against that particular faction. Um, so the other thing with Neferada as well, she's got a great spell, um, Dark Mist. And uh, if you're running a, a very big unit of Blood Knights, maybe a unit of five or ten as a for, for a big unit, it's going to be very useful because they're going to ignore any rend um the other part of that spell it allows them to fly. Um so if you weren't taking Swift Death, it's also very useful to put on them, But um yeah, having a unit of blood knight that ignores Rend, especially with all those uh Osiarch Bone Reaper armies out there with the Petrifex, they're yeah. gonna that's gonna come very handy. Um uh, we've got a vampire lord on now and a nightmare. Again. He's going to benefit from the fly special war rule of spec, uh, swift death so a nightmare just gives him two extra attacks. Why not? Yeah, um, well, yeah. If, if you just took
0: a, if you took a regular flying vampire lord, uh, one it already flies. If you're going with swift death, two the horse is going to get attacks. Three the base size is a little bit bigger as well. So if you've got like an ability that you want to um, you want to be able to put onto a, a unit, um, you probably get a, a half an inch or an extra inch because of the base size being longer than a flying regular vampire lord.
1: Well that's exactly right, which is something I was gonna go into now is um you've actually got a really cool command ability from the from the vampire lord and his ability is to uh give a death unit within fifteen inches plus one to all their melee attacks. Mm. So you can know, a blood knights unit of Vargeist, they're already pretty deadly. they already got lots of attacks. So extra attack doing extra damage again, that's gonna be very awesome. Set yourself um, up with a
0: charge, get a plus one to attack. You've got all the buffs to, you know, to do really well when you do charge and do a whole bunch of damage. So nice of nice combination. Extra,
1: having that extra hero in there as well is going to be great for providing you with um, that extra Deathless Thrall save, the, the six up ignore the damage roll after your armor saves. Um, very important for this army.
0: And your Vampire um, Lord, on, foot, your vampire Lord on, on Nightmare is also coming with a Chalice as well, right? So they get that once per
1: game yeah. heal. Yes, yeah, so he can also heal the D6 wounds as well, uh, one use only. Uh, yeah, yeah. A f- a few few, a, quite a few less wounds than your Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, so you've got to make sure you make the most out of it when you can, otherwise you might not get a chance to use it at all. So uh, if you've taken one or two wounds and you have the opportunity, just use it. Um, because, yeah, you want to keep him alive. Um, and then we're going to go into the units that we've got there. Now, I've got two units of five Blood Knights and six guys to make up your three compulsory uh, battle line units for the army. Uh, now, the two units of five Blood Knights are going to be great. Um, Blood Knights are great to be used on the charge. They do the extra damage when they charge in. Um, I like to, with, with the two units of five, I like to sort of charge charge a unit in, and then next opportunity to get to disengage with those and then charge in with the second unit. Um, and that way they can they can keep getting the most out of the different charges uh, or, or of the damage from their charges. Uh, six, Bargeist as well. Now, they're, they're probably their one weakness is they don't have the armor save of the Blood Knights. So they've only got a five-up save. Um, they're, a a
0: they have... they're a bit of a glass they cannon. They're a bit of a glass cannon. They don't take a hit very well.
1: That's right, but in saying that though, um, they do have four wounds each, so they've got an extra wound than the Blood Knights, and overall, I think they're a little bit more, I th- overall I think they hit a bit harder, because they're two, two damage a pop, uh, three attacks each actually does, you know, a fair bit of damage. And where they're best being used, throw them into a horde unit that's maybe got one Models made up of one wound, and they'll just absolutely shred that unit. Um, if you can, maybe maybe throw your dark mist on them if you get the opportunity. Um, but they'll be best used uh, best best to to use the vampire Lord and zombie dragons' um, dread knight uh, command ability to allow them to re-roll their re-roll their hits, mm. just so they can just shred the absolute hell out of the unit. Um, they've actually got uh, a rule every time they slay a model. You roll an additional dice, and on a six, they they actually gain an extra attack, and that's potentially another two damage that you do from there. Now they don't get any extra attacks after that, but as you can see, you can get a fair bit of damage out of them. Mm. Mm. And there you can also obviously like you go, your blood knights as well.
0: And you can always go in like the dragon warrior kind of build as well, getting the reroll ones when they charge. So you know there are, there are other optimal ways to kind of get the most out of your vargeist.
1: Yeah, true. Yep, yeah, that's another option to go with that. Um, now, one of the things of, you'll notice at the bottom of that arm list, so I've actually got some allies in there now. Where Soulblight sort of that they're a very elite army, very small to the army. You don't want to have your units of Blood Knights or Vargas sitting on your backfield on an objective. You don't want them camping on objectives. You don't want them to be you know, playing defensively. You want to get in there. You want to charge. You want to do as much damage as possible. Um, you also don't have a lot of screening units other than like fellbacks uh, and and what I think is um, a good option to ally in what I've got here is chain is rasp. I've got a unit of 20 and 10 um, They're great for screening your army during deployment um, Blight actually uh, Unfortunately, I don't have access to any battalions at all So more often than not you're actually going to be probably being made to go first you, You'll you'll be out dropped um, and your opponent will have the choice in first or second. So you just want to make sure that your your army is screened properly with those chainraps. They also have the fly ability um, built into their own war scroll. Um, and because they're a night haunt unit, they actually ignore uh, armor save modifiers as well and have a five up save. Uh, and they're not too shabby in combat as well. They hit on fourth wound fourth to attacks, but they if they've got more than ten models in their unit, they can uh, they can actually reroll ones to wound as well. So they're pretty groovy. Um, they're also great for just holding, you know, mm. holding or contesting um, objectives on the battlefield as well. Um, your units are only like units of five or six. They're not huge horde units. So that unit of 10 or that unit of 20 chain raster is going to be very handy for capturing those objectives from the enemy. Your blood knights or your fire guys get in there, actually smash out of the foe, Reduce their numbers whilst you're, you're chain in there holding onto those objectives. Now, worth noting as well that they don't actually get a, a Deathless save because they're yeah, allies that's correct. They get access to the Deathless Thralls. Um, and another reason why i went with Chain us because they don't have access to that, their fire <laughs> save that ignores Rend, um, sort of makes up for that. It makes them a little bit more durable as well. Uh, it's also worth noting is they're a summonable death unit, because although they're allies, your, your vampire lords, Neferata, and your vampire lord, zombie dragon, they will also heal the units as well with your deathly mm. deathless invocation rule as well. So it can get healed.
0: That's a great call. So if you can't use your summonable stuff on your blood knights and your bargeist, you've still got a place to, to regenerate through summoning, uh, which is a great call. Um, alternatively, obviously, if you're looking for screening and fast units, we, we've already talked about the batswarms. We've talked about the varga, either the vargas, uh, the 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 fell bats. Um, but I like the shout of tapping into the the chain rasps um, because it will give you bodies, it will give you some board control. You're going to be able to move around the board pretty quickly with some speed. Uh, and they got small bases as well, so they're likely not to get in the way of your black knights and your vargas, which is what you want to essentially leap over and wreck face with your opponent.
1: Well, that's right it works well with the like with the synergy of the, of the um swift death as well all your blood knights have got flies so they can just ride right out of the top of them when they use the screen anyway
0: yeah so you've also walked away with an extra command point and chromatic cogs so why would you take an extra command point and what's the idea with cogs
1: okay the extra command point is always very important with um with soul light um in particular um, You'll want to make sure that your Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, he hits as hard as he can when he's in combat. Um, the Vampire Lord notoriously will, will most of the time will hit everything. The Zombie Dragon notoriously will tend to fluff some of its attacks and, and, and missed, uh, as most of its attacks uh, hit on force. Rerolling the will just help mitigate some of those misses and do a hell of a lot more damage. Um, having that extra command point gives you the option to maybe Double tap, put that on another unit in your army, or maybe use Neferadas or the Vampire Lord's um, ability as well. Um, if, if you're if you're new to agency, uh, in general, um, buying a command point, you also earn or gain a command point every every hero phase as well. So you can save them up and, and bank them, or you can use them right away. But uh, making sure you use those command abilities installed by army to make sure your army hits as hard as possible when it gets the opportunity, because when you hit, you need to make sure you hit hard and as much damage as possible.
0: Reminds, me of, my, yeah. reminds me of my, my gloom spike my gits. You know, there's a lot of effort to set up this perfect charge, and the minute that you fail a, a charge, you know, your whole army potentially becomes vulnerable. So having those extra command points and obviously mitigating it with chronomatic cogs is going to put you in a better position to charge, and you're going know, to reduce the chances of failing that charge. So um, I like That's both, and it's and it sounds like you guys are pretty heck command point hungry. When you look at you know Neferrata's ability, um, you know the vampire lord's ability, uh, swap out Neferata for Manfred. Manfred has a pretty good um, command ability as well. Um, so you guys are pretty hungry for command points, so I can see why you would take one up your sleeve, knowing that you can't get access to a, battal- a battalion as well.
1: Well, as, as, we said, as I said before, like, never being able to tap as many, her uh, command ability as many times as she gets command points is very useful. So having that extra one and using it at the right time, making your opponent, all opponents within enemy models within 15 inches, minus one, minus two, maybe minus three tickets is going to be, very annoying for you, enemy. Um, yeah. you also see that I've got the, the chromatic cogs as endless spell. Um, again, this synergizes really well with the list I have built. Um, plus, plus two D move and plus two D to, uh, to your charge uh, with chromatic cogs uh, board wide. Uh, be very careful though; it does give that to your to your opponent, so use it wisely. But um, in particular, the plus two D to, to your charge works really well with your Blood Knights because the, the Blood Knight musician, um, what it actually does is you, regardless what you roll, your minimum charge roll will always be a six. So with chromatic cogs, your minimum charge roll will always be an eight. So very handy. Yeah, very handy indeed.
0: That's pretty uh, nice. And because you don't have any teleporting and things like that, you don't have to be worrying about that nine-inch bubble. Um, so, so an eight-inch charge... Uh, a guaranteed eight inch charge uh, is pretty special especially if you're able to manipulate the board and use that eight inch charge in combination of flying to be able to get in um to maybe you know to jump screens and, and and hit the squishy squishy kind of underbelly that is the characters or the buff supporting units as opposed to hitting like the wall of chaff
1: as well as like you combine that with neferata like swift death and, and Chromatic cogs with neferata with a 20 inch move. So you can just fly her right where she needs to be and just use all your command abilities and bang, everything in your army is that enemy army is minus two, minus three to hit, and that's going to save for
0: them. Even minus one, you know, minus one, yeah. minus two, it's very hard. So yeah. I know how, how I used to frustrate a, minute, a heap of people with my, my, my netters from GITs. So that's, that's just not a minus one. appreciate but, that. <laughs> yeah, like, no, you know, you just throw down two, two command points to get a double, a minus two, then all of a sudden... That's, annoying. That's right. So, so like in general, like Stormlight in general, um,
1: it's a very fun army to play. Um, it, it hits very hard. Very, if you if you're an aggressive player and you, you like your combat, you like your, your units and your heroes just chewing through enemy models. It's, it's a very awesome army. If you play corn, you'll probably enjoy Um You just just got to be very careful that you don't you know overstep your army. You gotta. It's an objective game. Play your objectives. Um, don't touch everything at once because you're only going to be able to fight with the unit first, and then they're going to come back one of your um, one of your very elite, very small units. And you're going to your, your your hammer is then going to be less effective because you're going to have less models striking. Um, yeah, there's a point, there's a point of being over
0: being too aggressive or being over aggressive, and then um, you're stuck in combat, and it's not good.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm um, saying as well, like, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, and I, and this doesn't worry me, but uh, I've never actually um, taken um, first place or second place. I have a podium at a tournament. Uh, I've, I've gone to a few of the big ones as well. Um, but generally, I always walk away with a, a pretty good win ratio with the Soulbite as well. Like, I think my first time I took them to Moab uh, a few years ago, I was... Uh, uh, four four wins, four and, one
0: loss. Four and one. That was a teams event, but you were four and one. But you've always kind of yeah, averaged at right. least at least a three and two with, with Soul Blight, which is which is a sweet yeah. spot. If if you're winning more than you're losing, if you are three and two, uh, that's a healthy spot. Um,
1: yeah, well that was last GT as well. Um took Soul Blight and that was um, uh, three two as well. The only two games I lost were against Slash as well, and we all know how nasty they can be. <laughs> um but yeah so um they can go all right you just gotta just gotta play them well and and, and you know what your units are capable of and then and, and knowing what your, your enemy can can do as well as is you know knowledge is power you know and that's half the battle you know yeah
0: look you know like i think we're, we both can be honest here and say that soul blight is not the new meta it is not the not new it Seraphon. It's not the new OBR Petrofix Lead. It's not Zen. Should change host with all the demons. It's a good solid army that is probably going to be about a 50% win rate, somewhere between 45 and 55% win rate. It's going to be up to the general to kind of pilot it. Yes, it can go four wins. You know, un- it's probably going to be uh, taking a lot of time to practice and prepare and learn the strengths and weaknesses, but. Uh, it's going to be an army that you're going to have fun with you're going know, learn a lot it's going to look unique on the table um, and it's a nice way to play death without playing the Horde death that death is known for
1: yeah that's right you, you'll actually finish your games the tournaments which is <laughs> something to be said um, with Soul Blight. Um but uh in general as well um, yeah they're just a lot of fun take them take them because you you want to want to play them not because you want to win. Um, but in saying that, what, one of the the things you might have up your sleeve is is very rare to see a pure soul blight army. So chances, like some of those top players, they might not know what your army does that well. They you might take them unexpectedly and you know get them that way. Who knows? Um,
0: yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's no, a, that's it's a great it's, it's, army to
0: use in general. It's it's very unique. It's very different. Um, I, you know, to kind of close out the show, um, you know, we kind of alluded to this, and I'd love just to know any more thoughts. So we talked about starting a Soul blight army, and you've given some pretty practical advice to start up a one K force. You know, we talked about the start collecting box, which is flesh eater courts. It gives us some really good value for the vampire lord and the um, zombie dragon, as well as the vargeist. Um, yep. We've talked about things like the Chaos Knights in the, you know, in, in, the, in the start collecting boxes for for Chaos and obviously shaving those kits down. We've talked about the the Vampire upgrade sprue that's available from Games Workshop. We've kind of talked yeah, the about some upgrade. other things. Yeah, yeah. What what so, other what yeah what other so, yeah, hints, tips, tricks do you have for building Soul of Light? I guess is where I want to end that question.
1: Just just think about what theme you want to go for, what realm you want it to be from, because you know. Death in general is one of those armies that, you know, you can actually... It's a, a conspicuous army. You can go down with it. As I said, I do... Again, this probably the best way to kick off the army, especially the court-star collecting box. Add add an extra uh, box of Argeist to that box. Get yourself five Blood Knights. That's your 1,000 points. From there, add an extra five Blood Knights and um, get yourself... Uh 30 Chain Rast. Chain Rast are pretty easy to come by, especially if you've picked up the the Soul Warhammer Wars. Age of Sigma uh, right. Soul Wars box. Yeah, yeah. Uh and they've got a few other boxes as well that you can pick up that are easily bulk that out as well. Um a lot of the Night horn units are great to take as allies for Soul Blight as well, so uh don't think that none of any of those are a, a waste as well. Just just you know, make up your list, muck around with it, see what you wanna come up with. Um, but it's actually a, a smaller army, so you're not sitting there trying to pack up a board of models. You can, you know, feel like you're getting somewhere with this army when you're painting it hobby-wise, you know. Yeah, and the great thing I'm as well is that... You're through a thousand models, you know.
0: You're also, like for me, um, you're not stuck to a blight army. So now that you've got Neferati, you've got Manfred, you've got some Blood Knights, you've got some Vargas, these guys perfectly fit into a Legion of Knight or a Legion of Blood list um yeah it goes the like, other way
1: if you start with soul blight you can break out into one of the other legions yeah easily
0: well vice versa i'm sure if you're a legions player right now and you're and you're looking at your model range and you're like I probably have enough i might not have the blood knights or i might be missing you know x or y but um existing legions players probably have enough or very close to uh, enough to get into a, a uh list. and um i know for me personally I would probably prefer to go the chaos night route over the the, um, the traditional blood nights only because of the conversion opportunity allows me to add my own sprues, my bits and my kits to uh, make something special. Cool. Uh, I think Deke's screen might have frozen, but for me, uh, if I just, uh, while I talk and Deke amazingly looks frozen, um, for me the soul blight is is a very cool army and i'm very fortunate that we've had deke uh for 90 minutes talking about soul blight almost like perfect wrap up and um you know think about soul blight think about the way that it's built look at the ways that deke has kind of shared with us some hints tips and tricks um I would love to see if you are writing soul Blight, what's your story? What's your narrative? Um, if you are enjoying this show, uh, as always, as every YouTuber probably has ever said since the dawn of time, press the like button, give me a comment. Let me know, um, how you're building your list, how you've run your list, how you're converting up your vampires in the mortal realms, where in exactly in the mortal realms are they? And how have you made those vampires reflective of the uh, guy, Shay, Shimon, whatever realm you're from. So, um, That's it from from now, guys. Uh, I would like to thank Deke, who unfortunately has had to drop off for technology challenges. Um, And I look forward to hearing from you guys. Get it back in there, rolling lots of sixes. Until next time, bye.